Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Sports with a Legend. Along my course, Macaulay Matthew. I'm, of course, William Mamo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, what's up? How's it going out there? I'm good, man. I'm I'm glad to be back, man. I'm glad to have you back, Mac. And I'm I'm glad, uh, you know, to be back with uh, with the loyal fans, um, you know, of, of course, this show, Legend. Um Unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to do a show last week because I was there weekend, and I didn't have time to, to, you know, do a show. So again, I apologize for that. So we try to put everything in this week, last week, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. And uh, w- without further ado, um, yeah, let's let's talk about um, the Mets, man. They they haven't been doing all that all lately. Uh, they they got their butts handed to them um, to the Nationals, the team that they're chasing. I mean, I lost track with the with the, with the um how how many games we lose where we're trailing them. I, Eleven games, I lost track. Ten, I, I lost. I literally lost track because the Nationals are clearly head and shoulders above the Mets right now, or for the past couple of years anyway. You know, ever since uh, uh, last year. So they've just been they've just been whooping uh, the Mets behind, which obviously coincides with uh, Daniel Murphy. Uh, so as a result, the Mets lost uh, three out of three out of four uh, because they salvaged uh, today's game, where uh, D- Jacob Degrom he had a, a brilliant performance, um, and a highlight also you know obviously on the mound, you know he he was great and you know, highlighted most notably, you know, he, he, he homered. I mean, you know, congratulations to him. I mean, he hit his first career major league home run uh, against the nationals. So, I mean, he, uh, he, Jacob DeGrom was brilliant. He, he went, he, uh, he allowed a, an unearned run in eight innings and uh, he just had a, like a little leaguer game. And, uh, you know, congratulations to him. Uh, he, you know, he, he was brilliant. Uh, Addison Reed, you know, obviously the the closer who's been the closer uh, since you know earlier this year, ever since uh, uh, Familia got injured, you know, he pitched. Um, you know, he he pitched a scoreless ninth, and um, Conforto he had a, a pair of RBI singles, and he stole a base. And uh, T.J. Rivera he tied his career high with four hits. Um, so you know, congrats, congratulations to Degrom. He he snapped the Mets' um, brutal losing streak, and uh, back to Degrom. That was that was the the Mets. That was a, uh, the first time a Met pitcher uh, went deep since uh, Noah Nor Syndergaard uh, hit a home run against the D-backs uh, in on uh, August first, uh, August sixteen rather. So um, you know, and and and, not, and also notably, this is the first time a Met. Hit a home run in City Field since um, since Harvey did it uh, two years ago, almost 
almost a year ago. Uh, well, actually, almost two years ago. It was uh, July 11 of 2015. But, um, you know, congratulations to Jacob DeGrom. He had a, a brilliant performance, uh, back-to-back uh, brilliant performances. And, um, you know, hopefully the Mets can, uh, you know, bounce back and, uh, you know, begin, you know, this road trip uh, against the Dodgers on uh, tomorrow night, you know, in Dodger Stadium. So uh, Zach Wheeler is going to be on the mound. Uh, Zach Wheeler's pitched well uh, this year with the exception of uh, his last start when he only went, um, I believe, what, five, he only got five outs. So he's going to try to redeem himself, which is, which arguably is his, uh, so far, this is Wheeler's best, uh, you know, best um, best year of his career thus far. You know, obviously missing two years due to, you know, numerous of arm surgeries, you know, highlighted by the Tommy John surgery. So Wheeler is, you know, living up to the, living up to his, um, you know, to his uh, hype with the exception of his last start a few days ago. So he's going to go on the mound tomorrow night. Dodger Stadium, and uh, he's going to be opposing Clayton Kershaw, who's of course, you know, obviously Clayton Kershaw. You know, he's nine and two, uh, two two uh, two point three ERA. I mean, he's he's going for his third win, and you know, all I have to say was he's facing Clayton Kershaw, and I didn't even have to give you the stats to back it up because. We all know how dominant Clayton Kershaw is, so they got a tough task if they want to try to win two games in a row because this season is pretty much dead, in my opinion. And you know, as you know, Matt, I'm I'm a very optimistic Mets fan, but this season is done. I mean, they've had so many. Well, you guys haven't played well lately, you know. Yeah. Well, except for the National Series, the National, the Nationals, yeah. man, they they whooped up behind three out of four. We salvaged this last game. And, I mean, the Mets have lost so many ugly games. They've lost so many ugly games. You know, the bullpen blows it. They, sc- they score a lot of runs, but they can't pitch. They pitch. They can't score any runs. It's like, you know, it's, you know they're a poster child of, of a bad team. I mean, the injury, the injury bug has plagued them. Uh, raise, your hand, raise your hands if you know anybody on the Mets team who hasn't been injured yet. I mean, I can't even think <laughs> off the top of my head oh, Anybody on this team who hasn't been injured yet. So, I mean, this team, this season's lost. I mean, the, the opera lady already sang already. It, this season is is done. They would need a miracle. It was a miracle that they have actually even made it to the postseason last year. Obviously, they didn't amount to anything because they 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 went toe-to-toe with uh, Madison Bumgarner. And we all know Madison Bumgarner is a, is a Goliath-sized San Francisco Giants. So, you know, they we didn't stand we didn't stand a chance against them. So, yeah. You know, basically the Mets ever since Daniel Murphy's gone these past couple of years, you know, the the Mets the, the Mets basically they they've taken a hit. You know, Daniel Murphy was like their best pure hitter on the team. He wasn't their best power hitter, obviously that goes to Cespedes, but Daniel Murphy, man, they they lost as as bad as he was defensively, you know, at times. He was an offensive you know, threat. He, he was a, yeah, he was a he was a very good offensive guy and you know, he almost he was an M V P candidate candidate last year. Obviously he didn't win it, but you know, the, the 
he he's definitely transformed the, the Nationals team. And we'll see how far the Nationals will go in the postseason because, as we all know, the Nationals, uh, they're a great regular season team, but then in the postseason, you know, they choke, you know. Just similar to the the the, Mar- the, Mar- the Mariner teams of uh, the, um, you know, early 2000s, you know, the Ichiro Suzuki. Yeah. Ones. Oh, yeah, I'm very familiar with those teams. <laughs> yes, I, I think <laughs> 2001 stands out to you for some reason. And oh, I'm yeah. not talking about Luis Gonzalez's group hit. I, I'm talking about how you guys dominated the, the Mariners, even though they had the best record in the major leagues. 2000 you know, and 2001. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, you guys own them. So, I, well, you guys own a lot of teams, but that goes without saying. <laughs> but, but you know, um, going back to the Nationals, the Nationals have the uh, right now they do have the second biggest lead um, in the in their division. Uh, right now, it's about ten and a half games, so over the the Braves and the Mets. So yeah, I mean, if if you guys are gonna catch up, I mean, you guys have a lot of ground to make up. So guys got to start winning series. I know. Hey, that's, that's, that's the only way they can have some sort of a miracle of, of ever winning the wild card. Because let's face it, they're dead. They're not going to, they're, they're not going to face, they're not going to catch the, um the nationals. I mean, I wish I was wrong, but it's just, unfortunately it's not going to, it's not going to happen. Unfortunately. Uh, the, the injury bug, the bug has you know just destroyed them as, as it has you know throughout Mets history. The injury bug always always you know claims you know messed them up and then cost them you know winning a championship, you know or a playoff run. And uh, this year is no different. You know the the you know the the injury bugs have plagued them. People, you know, the, the this pitching staff. Is not what it's advertised. They, I mean, they're starting to turn it around a bit, with the exception of the national series. But um, yeah, the, the, this this team they need a miracle. They need another miracle. They need to be the miracle mess yet again, just for them to make it to the playoffs, just like last year. Yeah, you know, pitching needs to come together. Everything needs to come together for the the, the offense, the defense, the pitching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cabrera, Cabrera's hurt, and before that, uh, you know his, his defense has been at an all-time back, uh, horrible, all-time low. It's horrible yeah. making errors in games, and I don't mean an error. I mean errors in game. At least two errors a game. It seems like lately, and you know that's why the fans are hoping that um, Amado Rosario will get called up, uh, you know, and play, you know, play short. And uh, unfortunately, Reyes, you know, he he wasn't um, he wasn't playing well. He hasn't been playing well. Last time I checked, he's batting a buck eighty-four, and that's not even gonna get you. If that was money, it it wouldn't get you a ride on the subway right now. So <laughs> you need to get him together. And um, you know, the Mets the Mets fans also want to see Dominic uh, Smith come up, but for the most part, Duda he's been doing well. So the fans are not clamoring for Dominic Smith as as opposed to um Ahmed Rosario. So we'll we'll see what happens in a, maybe in a few weeks Ahmed Rosario will finally get called up and take his rightful spot in the, the Mets uh lineup. Provide a little jolt. 
but we'll we'll see what happens in the future. And uh, speaking of which, speaking of, you know, the future of New York, the Yankees, uh, you know, the Yankees, you know, they, they, they're having a promising season, but unfortunately for them right now, they're, they're, um, they've lost uh, five straight games. Uh, they're playing right now. So they're, lo- they're in jeopardy of losing their sixth game, but um, what's going on with the Yankees right now? So right now we're in the uh, bottom half of the sixth inning. Uh, Yankees are down four, three to the o- Oakland athletics. Um, there's a runner on second base with two outs. So hopefully we can get out of this inning with no more damage because uh, this road trip has not been kind to us at all. We lost two out of three to the Angels um, in the beginning of this road trip. And, you know, we then lost the first three games of the series. So this is the final game. Hopefully we can salvage it and not lose it. You know, I don't want to get swept by the A's, a team that the Yankees usually dominate. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean – it's been a bump in the road, uh, you know, this road trip for us. You know, hopefully we can get get this game and go back home and, you know, get back on track, you know. But, you know, it happens to baseball teams over uh, – over, it's a long season. You're going to have losing streaks mm-hmm. like these. You know, you the bullpen right now, they're struggling. Um, Tanaka, he hasn't looked like the ace that we uh, thought he would be this year. But, you know, it's, uh, it's a few things that we need to um, – we need to get right. and. Um, you know, hopefully this game will uh will help things, but you know it's yeah right now uh we've been looking bad these last five games, not looking good at all. Uh, absolutely, but uh you know they need to turn it around. Like you were saying, you have you, the Yankees have a lot of success mm-hmm. against the Athletics. Uh, trust me, you know uh, Jeremy Jeremy is still having uh nightmares with that play at the plate. <laughs> <laughs> Probably still replaying the play, and in his mind, he thinks he's finally going to be safe. Yeah, he's still running. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll maybe he'll quantum leap into Derek Jeter and, and miss the throw. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of a team that really needs to be quantum leap because they're they're really going through a horrible error, not even a horrible time, a horrible error. And of course, I don't even have to tell you what team this is. We're talking about a different sport. You know what what team I'm talking about? Uh, it can't be the Knicks because this NBA season is over. I know, but that's what we're talking about. The Knicks. See? We didn't even rehearse this backstage, folks. Uh, the the Knicks, man. They they're the epitome of of of, of horrible play. Yeah, the, the, you're right. The NBA season is over. The world champion is the Golden State Warriors and congratulations to them. We're going we're going we're going to dive right into that in a few seconds. But the NBA draft is coming up. And uh you know the Knicks are going to pick um eighth if my, if my memory serves me right. I think yeah, so. they're going to pick, yeah, pick eight. Yeah. So you know obviously you know there's rumors that they might draft that French guy, Frank you know, Frank would end nothing. I, I can't pronounce the guy's name, but um, and um, Frank you know, Nantikalikinya. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Dressing that far, some says. You know, they're, they're thinking about drafting him. You know, um, some other players. Um, you know, in the um, you know, obviously in in college. Um, but uh, you know, they're gonna have the eighth pick, so 
you know, Fultz and, and um, Ball and all those other guys, Monk, they're, they're going to be taken long before Knicks get a, you know, get a shot at that, not to mention the Celtics and the 76ers, two teams that hate the Knicks. They're going to swap, they're rumored to swap the pick. Celtics are going to swap their number one pick that they got from the Nets in that brutal trade. Um, but um, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, another Knicks news, because the draft is is um, Thursday night, um, the, the Knicks are thinking about using their stretch provision uh, to release, Anth- you know, Carmel Anthony and, uh, you know, pay him the salary and then spread it out, kind of like Bonnie, Bobby Bonilla's uh, deal with the, with the Mets right now and just spread it out over the years and make him a free agent if they can. That's can't. dumb if they do that. It is a dumb move because, as you all know, folks, that move is there for, like, a guy who is ineffective. <coughs> excuse me, uh, Joe Kim Noah. <coughs> excuse me, I'm having these allergies every time I'm thinking about Joe Kim Noah. But anyway, it, it would be used on an ineffective player who's making a lot of money or, or some, you know, someone who's making a lot of money and ineffective or injury-prone. You know what I'm saying? You could use it on that guy because they, each team has it, but you can only use it once. Knicks didn't use it yet. But with the whole new collective bargaining agreement, they have that. They still have that option because they haven't used it. But if they use this, this would be a dumb move because this would have been the miracle move that they could use to use on Joe Kim Noah. And I'm shocked. Before this year, before this past year, would you? Would, I would have never thought in a million years that I would think it would be a, a, a bright move, get rid of Joe Kim Noah, a guy who epitomizes on paper a Nick player. You know, he's, you know, this, it's, it's just shocking that he hasn't stayed healthy. Obviously, he was never offensive threat. And if the the Knicks team was doing what they were supposed to do, you could live with Joe Kim Noah if it wasn't for that massive contract that he he's making. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Even even if you remember back in the days when they with the contract, I'm like, you know, this is a good you know this is a good deal to get Joe Kim Noah, but that contract is ridiculous. Yeah. It was like was it three or four years, seventy two million? I was like. A ridiculous contract. But Knicks, hopefully they don't use this stretch provision on Melo and they use it on Joe Noah and try to try to get somebody to come here. And hopefully this time somebody who's actually good. I don't think it'll be used it on Melo. I doubt it'll be used on it I think I think they'll try to trade Melo. Um, let's see if it happens. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I don't see yeah. I, I don't see them using that. That provision to, on Melo, yeah, that'd be dumb if they yeah, ever did that. But that's, but that's the rumor that they're gonna use it if they don't, um, if they can't trade him, which would be dumb. Why would you play your hand? That would make nobody want to trade him. If yeah. if if you're reading this news and it, this is exactly what Phil Jackson is thinking about doing, then this would be a dumb move, and people would want to trade. They'd be like, okay, he's gonna be a free agent. I don't have to give up nothing because all the rumors that we're hearing is that. Carmelo, the Knicks are going to willingly get themselves fleeced so they can get rid of Melo, trade him to the Clippers, not get any of the big three coming back to them, three or, you know, um, you know Chris Paul, uh, DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin. None of those guys would be coming back to us if they made the trade. Uh, Blake Griffin is a free agent, you know, obviously. 
they're going to try to re-sign them. Chris Paul, I think, is also a free agent also. And obviously they're going to try to re-sign him back. Um, there's rumors that he might get traded to the Celtics but or, or maybe even the Lakers, you know. But um, it, it would just be it would be ridiculous if they let you know if they they just let them go for no for no for nothing and just hold on to the to the two year five point one million dollar contract. I mean yeah. next year is going to be his walk year, exactly. you know after the, 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 this coming year. So he's going to be even more valuable, even if he's not productive because people would just trade that you know get that cap space off out of off their team. Which would make it even make more sense for them to hold on to him. I think that's what's gonna happen. I think they will hold on to him. I mean, you, at this point, you know, you're probably not gonna be able to trade him, and releasing him as a releasing him it doesn't make any sense. I mean, just hold on to him for one more year. I mean, come on, you know, they're, they're, yeah. the Knicks sound very desperate right now. They do. Well, but one thing that doesn't sound desperate is. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, man. Con- congratulations to them. They are, they are back on the throne. They're the ultimate warriors of basketball yet again. Yeah, they won me a hundred dollars. Yep. The so you 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 of all people are proud that the, oh, yeah. the ultimate warriors are back. They they defeated the the Cleveland the the then reigning. Champions Cleveland Cavaliers who overcame a three three to one deficit in the last year's uh, NBA Finals. Uh, we all know, you know, due to um, you know all the the stuff surround the drama surrounding um, um, what's his name? Excuse me right now. Uh, what's his name again? How oh, I, I forgot his name. Ooh, the guy uh, on the Warriors. The guy Kevin Durant. What? Why is? No, 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 not the, well. Obviously, Kevin Durant finally won his championship, so you know, congratulations to him. No, the guy, D- Draymond Green. Oh, Draymond. You know, he at suspension, you know, really took the sale out of the 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 Cavs, rather not Cavs, rather um the Warriors last year. But uh, this year, the Warriors, man, they were on a they were on a run, man. They they uh they went what fifteen and one in the in the playoffs, blowing out every team. And then uh, the the Cavs they avoided they avoided the Warriors' perfect uh, postseason run, which obviously no team has done that, and so far no team has, will do it again right now. So um, yeah, the Warriors are back on their throne, and you know congratulations to them. Yeah, congrats. You know they deserved it. They were the best team all year. They were a super team, as most people are saying. Um, you know, and, you know, people were saying, they're saying that, oh, Kevin Durant, he took the easy road by going, by joining the Warriors to win a championship. I mean, he did, but, you know, then again, a championship, a championship is a championship, no matter how you win it, whether you're, you're, you win it on a, on a team that doesn't have many superstars or a team that has a lot of superstars, you know, I don't think it matters. At the end of the day, he was the best player in that series, you know, other than LeBron. And you know he he helped. Without him, the Warriors probably don't win the championship. If you look at it, you know. Yeah, because he was the MVP. And yeah. There's the song. There's the song. There's the song that probably you know haunting LeBron James right now. Well, well, you you'll see what I'm talking about. 
you know, you too. <laughs> that was uh, perfectly, um, you know, orchestrated by me, folks. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Is that Ultra Warrior song? Answer your question? It is. <laughs> yep, that's the song that's haunting LeBron James. Because if you remember last year, he was um he was mocking he was mocking uh the the Warriors, you know, after they, they blew that three one deficit deficit that caused the um the Cavaliers to have their first ever NBA championship. And um he, he at the you know at the parade, the celebration, he, he was wearing an Ultimate Warriors shirt, mocking the the mocking the the Warriors. So what did Draymond Green do? He he wore a quickie shirt mocking, <laughs> you know, the um the Cavaliers because you know they were in you know they they they're in the Quick and Loans arena and not to mention they beat them. They beat them up badly. But LeBron James wasn't happy about the the dig, which I guess it shows um, um, how hypocritical LeBron James was. You know, losing, losing. You know, talking smack, and then he can't take it. Yeah, but I it mean, is what it is. I mean, you know, it's the Warriors were just a better team, man. You know, all year long throughout these playoffs, they only lost one game. You know, they won 16-1. and one. That's the best record in uh, NBA playoff history. Yep. They deserved it. Yeah, that, they, def- they definitely deserved it, for sure. Now, you know, Cavs, they might go out there and try to get Paul George, CP3, or Melo. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, CP3. When you said CP3, I was thinking, I thought you were going to say CP3. <laughs> 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 I think he'd be helpful translating the beatdown that <laughs> that you know they got from the Warriors this year. <laughs> but um, you know, again, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant for getting his first ever championship. Yep, I I, I was definitely one of the people who was saying like, you know, he he did take the easy way out, but nevertheless, he is a cha- he is a champion and he did win NBA MVP. Uh, you know the NBA Finals MVP, so I mean he deserved it. It wasn't like, you know, he um, sat on the sat on the pine and didn't do anything and you know the title. You know he he did earn it. So when I didn't like the way I I would have preferred he went on the team that you know was, you know that didn't win the title two years ago. But it is what it is. He won the title just like LeBron James. Won, uh, you know, the titles in Cleveland and in in Miami, the two titles in Miami. So, you know, he, hey, you got to just tip your hat, even though you don't agree with the message. But um, shifting gears, um, you know, basically, uh, speaking of, you know, uh, not making the message, uh, Money in the Bank is coming tonight. And obviously, you know that the heavyweight match is going to be against Jinder Mahal and, of course, Randy Orton, the rematch. But um, yeah, but before that, let's uh, let's go through the the um, 
the 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 rest of the 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 card. Uh, kickoff matches: Hype Bros versus the the Colognes. You know who used to be known as the the Los Matadores, Primo and Epico. You know, um, this match I could see go either way. I guess, I guess the Colognes will win. I mean, it really doesn't really matter who wins because I because I, it was like Mojo Rally and uh and uh. Zack Ryder going their, their separate ways. Separate ways after Mojo Riley won the the Andre the Battle, you know, Battle Royale at uh, WrestleMania. So looks like they're going their own way. I'm gonna go with the Hype Brothers to win this one for some reason. Yeah. Well, I could see. I mean, it's it's a pre-game, pre-match show, so it's not really gonna hurt them either way. Yeah. Whoever wins is not really gonna affect you know the show much. All right, here's this one. The women's uh, Money in the Bank ladder match it's never been done before. Um, it's gonna be Charlotte Flair, uh, Natalia, Tamina, Becky Lynch, and Carmella. Wow. So I could see it going. Either, I mean, I could for the most part, I could see it going either way. Uh, Charlotte is Charlotte's too easy to pick. Uh, I don't think Natalia will win it. Tamina, I mean, she'd be a credible person to win it, but I don't see her winning it. Becky Lynch, um, possibly, but uh, I think they're going to give it to a heel. I think, I think Carmella might shock people and win it. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking good. maybe Carmella might win it, you know? Yeah. But then again, be... I could see Charlotte Flair winning it. Um, I know. I know. I agree with you, man. It's like, I know I'm going to be kicking myself because Charlotte Flair always wins. I mean, I yeah. should. It's like picking against John Cena. I should. And WWE rarely makes proves me wrong. I mean, proves me. I mean, I don't even know what. You know, they never do anything to shock people. Yeah. So. I know I should be picking Charlotte Flair, but I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Carmella. And besides, Charlotte looks like she's a she's she's good now. So. I think it's gonna be a villain that's gonna win this. So I'm thinking in Carmella. Yeah, uh, it's a toss up for me. Yeah, who do you think? Who do you think? You think it's Carmella too? You think I think it's Carmella between Carmella and Charlotte, but I'd aim strongly towards yeah. Charlotte, I guess. All right. And uh, women's title: Naomi versus uh, Lana. Uh, Naomi is gonna win this one. I, I, I don't see Lana winning it. She just. She just was training recently to fight. This, I think this would be her first first match, too. Like, a first official singles match, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I can't remember last time she fought, or she, if she ever fought yeah. in, in, the, in the singles match. Unless she was in an intergender match, but I don't think so. I think this is her first career match. I mean, singles match, so. Yeah, I think Naomi, Naomi is going to retain it. Yeah, me too. Then you got New Day versus The Usos. And uh, with a theme that we're saying a, a lot lately in this uh, pick, I can see this going either way too, which I guess this is a good thing for this Money in the Bank pay-per-view event. There's a lot of matches that we can see going either way. It's not as predictable. As... I see New Day winning this one. I, I think they, I think they will get them back on, get them back on top. I can see Usos winning it and then Usos hanging on to it and then maybe losing it, maybe at SummerSlam probably. Yeah, but um, you know what? I'll say new. I'll say new day wins. 
but I could see it going either way. Uh, the Money in the Bank ladder match. Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and the United States champion, Kevin Owens. Um, I would like to see Shinsuke Nakamura win it or AJ Styles win it. But going with by what I was saying, I think Baron Corbin's going to win since he's a villain. They're building him up to be a future champion. So I'm going to pick Baron Corbin to win. Wow. Hmm. I, you know, I think uh, I'm, I'm, it's a toss-up between AJ Styles and uh, Shinsuke um, Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with AJ doing it. Those are those are great choices. Those are definitely great choice. Those are definitely the obvious choices for real. Like since K Nakamura would be my number one if I was if I was thinking like if I was going with what WWE is trying to make me think. But I think I think Baron Corbin's gonna win it because they they're building this guy up. He was like what the first ever money uh, Andre the Andre the Giant Battle Royale winner. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think I think he'll I think he'll win it. No, actually Cesaro wasn't, but he but Baron Corbin he won it last year. Oh, but, I forgot uh, that he even won it last year. Yeah, he, he did exactly. That's the point. So this win, if he wins the Money in the Bank. This would put him officially on the title hunt. This would be his official ti- first title hunt. I mean, he he did have a title shot, uh, a title match, I think once, and like in a battle royale kind of thing. But, um, but yeah, this would be his. Uh, I think he'll. I think he'll win it. Uh, the Money in the Bank, and then you have Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton. Randy Orton is in his hometown, St. Louis, Missouri, and you know what this means in WWE: all loss, and Jinder Mahal will retain the title. Normally, logically speaking, Randy Orton in a title match, he'll win. At home, you'd be like, hmm, he's at home too. Of course, they're going to make him win in his hometown, make him like a what, 15-time champion or so? 14-time, 15-time champion? I lost count. But I think WWE is tricking us. I think Jinder Mahal will retain the title yet again. And... Yeah. Uh, I see him Yeah. I think it's too early for them to lose the title. But then again, Bray Wyatt lost the title to Randy Orton at WrestleMania after winning it like, a, what, a month prior to, to his WrestleMania match. So That's true. I think, I think WWE will let him retain because I think they want to continue building that brand in India. So um, I think he'll retain the title. Um, what about you? Yeah, I think Junior Mahal is going to retain it. Uh, I don't see Randy Orton winning it. Um, if he does win it, maybe at SummerSlam if they do another match. But, yeah, I don't see him losing – Junior Mahal losing it after a month of having it. I totally agree with you. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's 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 uh, basically it, really, because Ron SmackDown was really horrible. I mean, there's not really – much to talk about, really, about it. Hopefully, this Monday Night Raw and SmackDown will be good. Yeah. So, um, you know, I want to thank you, Mac, and I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of Sports Urban Legend. Uh, he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramon, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.
great, guys. Extra credit. Uh, congratulations for the Pittsburgh Penguins on uh, defeating the, Nash- the Nashville Predators. They won four out of uh, six games, and uh, congrats to the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'll see you guys next week. Next week, he's Mac, Macaulay Matthew, and I'm William Ramo. See you guys next week. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.